Unter, unter, baby. Welcome back to the King of the Podcast. My name's Craig, and this is Captain Bannister, also known as Amy, also known as Tangelot. I beg your pardon. <laughs> what do you mean? Shops a lot. Chops is off a lot. Stop it. <laughs> I literally thought, did you mean like tans a lot, as in I, I'm orange? No. Yeah, no, you better not. Tangelot. What's that mean? Go off on a lot of tangents. Oh, like. fair enough. Fair dues. I'll take that one for the team. I'll pop that in my bag because that is true. You can have that one for I'll free. I'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've just discovered this podcast, uh, we are travellers of the earth. Oh, lovely. I like that. Yeah, there we go. That's, that sums us up in a line, doesn't it, pretty That's much? That's on the gravestone, isn't it? <laughs> Travellers of the earth, and now they're in the Why earth. Why are we buried together? You getting buried or cremated? I don't believe in any of that. What, what do you mean, believe in it? Just check me out with the bins, like... Pop, pop you in the back by the, by the cat. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Aim? Oh, just burying Craig next to smog. I don't want to be buried, I just told you that. Smog. So cremated, then? No, neither. I don't believe in any of that. I'll throw you up to heaven, shall I? Just put me in the bins. Just okay. put me in the bin bag. Righto. Like a murderer. Okay. <laughs> you might be there sooner than you think if you don't stop chops in. <laughs> oh, so welcome back, lads. This season is about the Mongo Rally. If you've been listening along, thanks so much. Um, if you don't know what the Mongo Rally is, we drove a shitty little car yeah. 12,000 miles across the country from Barry in Wales to Russia. That's Russia. Yeah, for for all of those at the back that can't hear, that's Russia. That's mental. Around thirteen thousand miles, Craig. You you just add in to the total, are you? No, in one go, we did that. So on the last podcast, we talked about Tajikistan and the start of the Pamir Highway. Tajikistan, like who who even knew that was a country? I didn't know it was a country before. People were like, "Oh, Mongol Rally, you'll go through Tajikistan." I'm like, don't make shit up. What's wrong with you? Mad scenes, mate. Um, we talked about altitude sickness. Oh, yeah. Which we thought was going to happen to you, but it happened to me. We talked about camping in the mountains in some of the most serene spots we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah. Stunning, wasn't it? Stunning, Craig, stunning. So that was one of my favourite parts of the rally. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and listen to episode seven or watch it on YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Waving to you. On this episode, we'll be talking about Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. Brilliant. Madness. So we actually, it was a bit of a, this is a bit of an interim podcast in the sense that we kind of drove straight through them super fast, mm -hmm. but loads of stuff happened, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about what the country kind of looked like, how it felt, who we met, what happened while we were there. And we've also got a major special guest. <laughs> I can't wait for this one. Our mate Sam, who was part of the Tyrannosaurus Wreck team, well actually, I won't give too much away, but he got stuck, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he had a didn't nightmare. He did doing it with us until Turkmenistan. He had an absolute stinker. Yeah, stick around for his story because it is it's probably one of the best. Like, through all the Mongol rally like years, I think Sam's is probably the best story. It's one of them, yeah. It's got to be. Just because it's so drastically... Wrong. Mis misfortunate <laughs> isn't even the word for it. Unfortunate, isn't it? It's both. Is it? Yeah. You're like a dictionary. Do you know what I mean? Well, you've written me some notes here, but you haven't said what country I'm talking about. What country are we in, babes? It says isn't it? bordered. Yeah, but what about Kyrgyzstan? Nah, I'm talking about Kazakhstan. Well, we're not. I can't prelude Kyrgyzstan with a Kazakhstan prelude, can I? I forgot we were doing Kyrgyzstan. Oh, I my days. All right, well, I'll leave that till later on. Okay. We'll come back to that. So we got nothing on Kyrgyzstan. No one knows anything about it. Bollocks. So in a nutshell, Kyrgyzstan is a central country in Central Asia. Um, it is a landlocked country with mountainous terrain. It is to the north of Uzbekistan and the southwest to Tajikistan, also bordered by China. Didn't do your research, did you? Just reading off Wikipedia. No, that was all natural. Half a job, Bannister. The capital city is Bishkek and the population is around 6 million. Which is crazy. Quite small for a massive country, isn't it? Yeah. The currency is Kyrgyzstani Som. Oh, yeah, Som. Som. I remember that now. Yeah. So before we jump into Kyrgyzstan, shout out to our sponsor, is it? Sponsor! <laughs> I'm so glad that they've, they've kept us on for this whole tent. You're a proper DJ, Craig. See that? Lovely. Faded it out. What a thug. 
<laughs> so our wonderful sponsor of this whole series is Babbel, the language app. Bump, bump, bump. Bump. And also... Bump. Bump. <laughs> I'm not as cool as you, so I'm not <laughs> Uh, a couple of facts about learning a new language and what it can do for you, Craig. Yeah. Because some people are like, oh, I haven't got enough time to learn a language. You know, I don't know where they think you have to go to learn a language. You can just get it on an app on your phone called Babbel. Um, but I got this fact. It doesn't sound right because it says people who speak Chinese. And obviously Chinese isn't a language, is it? No. I'm guessing they mean Mandarin. Or Cantonese. They use both sides of their brain to speak that language when you can speak two did you just say no no when you speak um, mandarin you use both sides of your brain to speak that language but when you speak english you only lose you only use your left side of your whoa brain. is that because it's like i all... don't know anything else <laughs> did you just do a me <laughs> yeah. cut you off before you ask any more questions <laughs> that's all i know what, what, what are you thinking i think it's well this is just a pure guess but it's because it's all sounds isn't it it's all like tonal is it so maybe that's the one side of your brain, like the creative side, has to do all the woos and the ahs. Yeah, brilliant. Isn't that a great fact, though? That's a good fact. It makes me feel really thick. <laughs> like I really want to start learning Cantonese now. See what's happened. See I reckon what you'd be quite good at it. I reckon too. So um, Mandarin is the most spoken language in the world. Is it? It is. Decent fact. You would think that was English, though, wouldn't you? No, absolutely not. But every place we stopped on the Mongol Rally... Most of them spoke English. English yeah. was like the... English. English was You speak the... English. <laughs> no. <laughs> English was like the middle language that everybody would find and speak to, to relate to each other, you know? Yeah, that's true. Which is crazy. It just shows how many people there are in China. Yeah, it's a giant country. Yeah. So uh, should we talk about the actual sponsor that we're supposed to be talking about? Oh, I've got one more fact that'll probably blow your mind, and then I've got a question. So um, <laughs> around one language becomes extinct every two weeks. It's a bit sad, that, isn't it? That's, that can't be true. It was a fact on a fact uh, website. Every two weeks? Every two weeks. Oh, we're going to run out by the end of the year. I think so. Anyway, Babel, our sponsor. <laughs> so have you ever wanted to learn a language? but you've just been a bit intimidated, not sure where to look. Well, don't worry about it, because Babbel will get you speaking a language in a matter of weeks. So one of the best things that Babbel has that you can use on your app or your um, across any device that you use is the speech recognition technology. Pretty sick, that, Can it? I get a hell yeah up in here? Hell yeah! <laughs> so it helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. So if you are going to say something like Amy B is a supermodel, and then when you say it back to the phone in that language, it'll tell you if you're any good or if you're crap, if basically. You crap, yeah. It'll say, eh, eh, or ta-ting, well done. You are a supermodel. Genius. <laughs> it's actually designed to get you speaking quickly in a new language. Um, so there's like 10 to 15 minute lessons, yep. how to order a coffee, how to order a beer, how to say hello and interact with people. Yeah. Instead of saying... My plant at home is purple. Yeah. That banana sleeps. That was actually one on, on, a, on an app that I was using before. Right now, Babbel is offering our listeners, you're welcome, lads. It's just our listeners. Six months free when you purchase a six-month subscription. Can I get it? Oh, hang on. Oh, let me fade it in. Deej, Deej. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so all you have to do is purchase six months and use the code KINGINIT. So go to babble.co.uk forward slash play and use our code KINGINIT. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot co.uk forward slash play. Six months free, mate. Like we didn't have that up until like last last week. Yeah. So this is a brand spanking new, new offer that we're giving you guys. We have upgraded our babbleness. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're still babbling, yeah. Still babbling on. Wales. Wales. Thanks, Babble. Right, let's get the world-famous Sam on the blower, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Samuel Spry. Samuel Spry. Here we go. Let's who, give him a call. Who entered the Mongol Rally with a, what was that called? Like a water spray can, spraying himself in the face because he was hot. I just knew we would be great, great friends from there on out. Okay, here we go. Hey. Samuel! Hello, is that Mr. Samuel Spry? <laughs> What's happening? 
How's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, all good. All good. All good. Are you, so you want to hear my story, do you? Yeah. Oh, we want to hear it, mate. <laughs> Are you, darling? Shut your pants a little bit, though, you? It's, it's confidential. It's confidential. Oh, all right. We'll, uh, we'll leave it there, then. We'll dis- <laughs> well, it's got to be a world exclusive for the podcast, surely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I suppose I should probably start right from the start, shouldn't I? Tell yeah. us Take us way back. Sam, ha- what on earth happened to you on the Mongol Rally 2018? <laughs> start from the beginning. <laughs> so <laughs> we got to uh, the ferry, went across to France. First day we thought we'd smash it out, get straight to Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> Had our first night in Belgium, uh, camped out somewhere and um Put my passport in a little um, like tray thing by the side uh, side of the seat by the driver's side door. Thought it would be I thought safe. It'd be fine there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fine. yeah, no problem. It's inside the car. It ain't going anywhere. Cushy. Um, it was not. It was not oh. cushy at all. Um, we we got to Ghent and it must have fallen out when we got out of the car um, oh, so to go for a wander. Didn't even realise at this time until we were sort of on our way to Germany, mm. got out the car at a service station, and I suddenly thought, hang on, my passport's not in the little pocket. Oh, like, where, where's it gone? So so we we did that thing that everyone does when they think they lose something. They look everywhere mm-hmm. where it is literally impossible for it to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're looking for your shoes in the loft and stuff yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> your, sh- your shoes are not going to be in the loft. Cause, like, what are you looking in the loft for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, looking in the in the spare tyre slot in the back of the car, just in case the passport had, like, fallen underneath the seat yeah. and rolled over yeah. the back seats. And, yeah, no, no. So we ended up driving back to Ghent, which is like a, I'm sure it was, like, a two-hour drive or something like that. It wasn't yeah. short. Um, and was scouting around the floor trying to find oh where the passport God, might be. Can you imagine? <laughs> and at that point, I was just like, no, it's gone. It's gone. We're not going to get it back. So ju- just to clarify, um, so this is day one or day two? How far in were you now? Day two. Day, day two. two. <laughs> that, that is a world record. Not even at the start line either. Nowhere near it. No, no, didn't even get there. Didn't even, didn't even make it to country number three. Yeah, and I, I um, guess like the, the, you know, the, the, the saddest part about this is it's not just the passport, is it? You've got every single like visa that you. It's need. all the visas, oh, yeah. yeah. All of it, mate. <sighs> all right, what happened? Hundreds then? of pounds worth of visas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically decided like that was it. Like you know, the, it can't go on. So. I called my mum, like, in bits. <laughs> just going, mum, I've lost my passport. Yeah, it's all over. Shit. It's all over. Yeah. Um, and my mum, like, bless her, she was like, no, this, it's not. You know, let's get this sorted and you're going back out. Oh, what a legend. So, so, so the Friday, it was Friday the 13th of July. Shut oh, up. So exactly. It couldn't have happened on a worse no, day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the day that we lost that I lost the passport. It was literally Friday the thirteenth of July. It's this, the thirteenth of July today. Two years ago. Are you stop it? How weird Ooh, is that? It is. Oh, yeah. we'll have to hang up on the phone now, Sam. Something's gonna go yeah, wrong. No, that's it, that's it. We can't do this to him twice. <laughs> oh my god, that's so weird. That's so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, my mum um booked in um an appointment with Peterborough um passport office because right. that was like the soonest one that we could um that we could get so mum got all the paperwork she filled out all the paperwork for me over the weekend over the weekend i was still in belgium obviously so i spent the weekend in in bruges um ollie and aiden yeah yeah ollie and aiden took me to bruges they carried on Mm -hmm. got an appointment booked with the british embassy in brussels Mm -hmm. so couldn't get to the embassy until tuesday i think so I'd stay in Bruges for the weekend. Headed to Brussels on the Sunday. Stayed a couple of nights in Brussels. And then um, got my emergency passport on the Tuesday. Um, And then I think literally Tuesday evening, I got the Eurotunnel back home. Right. Um, Got the coach back home from London. Um, And the next day was literally my interview with the passport office. So next day, 
me and mum drove up to Peterborough, which is like a three-hour drive right. from so, from Portsmouth. So you got all the way back home. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sam, Sent off all my paperwork at the passport office, yeah. um, um, and that was going to take about a week or so to, to get back. Couldn't do anything for a week. Was talking to the visa machine about sorting out the visas. The only one I couldn't get was Iran because it just took too long right. to, to process mm-hmm. and, and get the um, letter of invitation for. Yeah. I think that was right. Yeah. So that took too long. So that was just a complete write-off. Oh, but all the others, completely fine. So once I got my passport back after the first week, the second week was literally just, I just stayed in London, just getting visas, basically. Mm-hmm. Russian one, surprisingly, was the easiest one to get. Really? Um, and good old, yeah, yeah. Because I'd already had a visa, I could go to the Russian embassy and they would actually reprint a new visa in your new passport oh, for like 30 quid or something. Good bit of news. Pop one of them on. <laughs> so the round yeah, so, already um, started by now, hadn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah it was the 16th yeah, that think, started, so mm-hmm. yeah, you would have been... But you were determined. I would have been getting all my visas by like the 20th or something, 21st. Right. Right. Got all my visas, got my passport. You know, I was thinking, sweet, we're on to a good one now. All I need to do now is book flights. Are you gonna so I think place? I was messaging, yeah, yeah. So I think I was messaging Aidan and Ollie about where they were and where they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, in hindsight, don't know why I did that because I would have been stuck anyway because I couldn't get into Iran. Oh, true. Um, yeah, if you were in their car, yeah. Yeah, so um, in the end, I can't remember what else transpired, but it worked out that I just flew to Azerbaijan. And As you on do. The, uh, that wasn't even on the ride, yeah. was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it was. But Azerbaijan was where the ferry crossing was for right. Turkmenistan. Okay. So that was that was the the logic behind behind that. Yeah. What happened? All right. So I was, I was just googling. So all the way past Europe, is it? So you were just going to get ahead on everyone? No, it's just above. Yeah, it's, it's, south it's, of Armenia or Georgia. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, just north of. Uh, Iran, yeah, by the Caspian Sea. Yeah, it's quite far away. So where did you fly? Baku? Uh, Yes, straight into Baku. Got to the airport and I thought, yes, this is is the home straight to getting back on the rack. Things are going to be going... Going upwards now, you know. I'm I'm heading towards the sky, looking looking towards the light. Things are going to get great. I'm going to meet back up with Aiden and Ollie, yeah. and see all the other guys. Meet King in it, and yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> see everyone. It's going to be great. It's going to be epic. About an hour before the flight's about to take off, um, flight gets delayed. Oh, oh. fabulous! <laughs> um, so I'm like, oh, fuck's sake! So an hour goes by, flight gets delayed again. Another hour goes by, flight gets delayed again. Oh, it's nice. getting to about, I think it's about two o'clock in the morning at this point. We're, oh. the, we're like the only people in the airport right. trying to leave the country. Um, and eventually, Azerbaijan Airlines, fucking shit airline, by the way. Right, yeah. Put that <laughs> um, <laughs> I to just cancel flight completely. Oh, no. So we're all in, what do we do? You know, we've just had our flight cancelled. Mm. Um, they ended up getting us a hotel for the night locally, mm-hmm. um, which was fine. We didn't have to pay for any of that. So the flight got rebooked for, for the following day. Got to the airport um, mid-afternoon. Flight's fine. Get on the plane. We fly to Azerbaijan. Yes. I'm in the plane. I'm thinking, yes, now this is it. This is it. <laughs> I'm on you my know, way to the rally. We're finally going to get back on the rally. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally going to get back onto the rally. It's going to be great. I can't wait to meet everyone. Yeah. We land at Azerbaijan, and it's quite late at night, mm-hmm. waiting by the baggage um, carousel, and um, baggage is coming out. People are picking up their baggage, and um, you know more and more people are leaving. There's still some bags on the carousel, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. All of a sudden, the carousel just stops, <laughs> and my bag is not going to be seen. And my bag is not going to be seen. I'm like, no, please, no. Would you say that your 
an unlucky person like is, is this stuff happen to you like this all the time or is this just a really bad run um i think this i think it's all to do with, I, I thoroughly believe in friday the 13th now yeah yeah because um, it's just completely downhill yeah. um but no i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm that unlucky um yeah. but i'm completely wrong so I, I think i honestly think like we'll obviously we'll hear the rest of your story but I think for you, mate, this is such a big test and like a, a testament to your your grit and to determination mm-hmm. to actually get there. Definitely. So what so the, <laughs> yeah. so you didn't get your bag, so the carousel stopped. What happened then? Didn't get my bag. So went to lost property, um, and basically had to describe my bag and what it contained and blah 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 blah. Um they didn't really understand what I was saying, um, which was good. Um, so <laughs> nothing really happened from that. Um, so I thought, well, I can't just wait around the airport. I need to find a hostel or something. Just went on to booking.com, found a, a hostel, um, little shout out, Cheeky Carabao, ha- uh, yeah, Cheeky Carabao ho- hostel in Baku. There you go. Um, the owner, absolute yeah. legend, yeah. absolute legend. He, um, I managed to, I told him my story, mm-hmm. um, and he was, absolutely wowed by the whole thing and why I even bothered to continue. Uh-huh. He actually called the airport for me and spoke in Azerbaijani. Awesome. Um, basically managed to get my bag back. Oh, um, it took a day. Yeah, we, we, we drove up to the airport, went into the luggage area, and my bag was there. I was like, yes, this is finally it. I've got my bag. I'm in Azerbaijan. I'm, I'm ready to go. So a couple of days went by whilst we were waiting for the Baku ferry to um, Turkmenbashi. Nice. Um, My favourite words, Turkmenbashi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I managed to um, get talking to the guys in a little golden nugget micro. Nice. Who are on the rally. Of course. Managed yeah. to get in with them because um, you need to be in a car or something. You need to get on I that don't know. ferry. It's, That's right, isn't it? I got I got on the ferry, which was great. Although it kind of would have been better if um, the ferry got delayed, which I'll get to. Okay. We took the route. You can either go north up through like Russia, or you can go south and go through Iran. But if you're a nutter, you can go through Azerbaijan and then get the ferry from Baku to Turkmenbashi across the Caspian Sea. Which is what? That's it. Oh, yeah. Sea. Yeah. And rumour has it it's like one of the worst ferry trips ever, but I'm sure you've got a... It sure is. Oh, no. <laughs> it sure is. Oh, no. <laughs> Go on, then. How was it, have... Sam? What happens? Well, we, ha- we heard stories of, like, really, really grim things happen mm-hmm. on this ferry. Like, for some reason, the, the weather and the... The Caspian Sea is just like there's there's something wrong with it that just causes storms and yeah, yeah. just it's just really windy as well I think, um, which causes all sorts of problems for the for the boats and oh. ships. Oh God, I can't. And previous previous rally teams have been on previous ferries and were like stuck at sea for like a week and a bit or something, Days. just just waiting outside the port mm-hmm. and just not being able to Get dock yeah. and just really grim stuff was happening. Like people were having to like <laughs> go for the, go for a wee over the side and sort of reverse wees over the side as well. Um, <laughs> Cause everything just filled up and flooded. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God. Well, so the toilets were rough. I've heard the toilets were very rough. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the septic tank just filled oh, right up and wow. yeah. But yeah, my, luckily my ferry wasn't that bad. I think we were stuck out, for about about eighteen hours, um, which is is, is pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, how long should it take? So that was how long the journey took. That's how long we were we were out at sea for. Okay, um, waiting waiting to get into Turkmenbashi. Right. So the actual ferry was like I think it's like a day or something. Mm. I, I can't remember Oof. exactly how long. Um, so yeah, we got to we got in the port at like I think I finally got my visa. Turkmenistan at about half 11 at night mm-hmm. which was gutting because if we'd been delayed like an extra half hour right, okay. then give it an extra day mm-hmm. on my visa which would have worked perfectly for me go through the checkpoint to leave Turkmenistan the guards checking out my passport and checking me out and doing all this weird stuff with my passport that he didn't do with the other guys and I'm like right. 
okay, here we go again. What's what's the deal here? He didn't speak English, so he just said, just like go through in Turkmen. So I get to the the desk, and the guy says, um, "I can't let you through." I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" Yeah. <laughs> he says, "I can't let you through. Your your visas um, your visa expires a day before your Uzbek visa starts." Oh. And I'm like, "Oh, well, can't I just?" Can I just chill in no man's land? Yeah. And uh, he was like, no, oh. there's like wolves and dogs and like, oh, shit. just you'll get attacked if you go out there and, and stay out there in the night. Oh, so I'm like, God. okay, well, is he having me on? Is he not? You know, I thought I'd just deal with it. So at this point, I'm like, fuck, what do I do? I've got virtually no money. Can't withdraw any money. Mm-hmm. Um. I've only got what I came in with, actually. Um, so the guy says, right, we can put you up in this, like, hotel opposite the immigration, like, prison sort of cell thing, which I'm not sure which is worse, to be honest, the hotel or the immigration prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was grim. Like, the, the toilet was stained. There was no, like, shower hose or anything you know the beds were like held together with bits of string (laughs) really awful really awful thing but as I got to the immigration prison I saw the Kiwis in the pink fluffy um, oh yeah yeah that was a great car yeah (laughs) and those guys basically saved my ass um I think the exit visa was about $80. Right. It was it was really expensive just to get out. Mm. I was like, lads, I've, I've got no money. This is how much the exit visa costs. Can you please lend me some money? And I promise I'll give it back. Yeah. Like, this was the second time I've met them because um, we went out for a few drinks in Baku. Mm. So I'd already sort of known them anyway. And they gave me $100. And I'm like, oh, look, you need it more than us. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, really cool guys. Yeah. Um, just so lucky to have bumped into them. Mm-hmm. And all of this sort of stuff went on for for the next couple of days because um, my visa wouldn't expire for a day or two. The final day came, I think I was a day over my visa. So I was sort of technically in Turkmenistan illegally. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I had to get this exit visa right. Otherwise, I was I was fucked. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, probably, I probably wouldn't be here now. Right. I'd be locked up. Yeah. No one spoke English on the day I needed to get my visa. The only guy that did speak English, it was very, very broken English mm-hmm. and had to use um, Google Translate. Shout out to Google Translate. <laughs> he basically, he sort of guided this this like girl through what I needed to do and where I needed to go. Mm-hmm. This girl didn't speak English at all. Okay. But somehow we ended up bonding over this next, like, few hours of faffing around trying to get this exit visa mm. um, and we, we started teaching each other um, <laughs> different words in, in English and, and Turkmen so oh, she, she nice. taught me 1 to 10 in Turkmen and I taught her 1 to 10 in English oh, um, couldn't couldn't, te- couldn't tell you what they are uh, I forgot. <laughs> Forgotten already. Like me, memory like a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably won't ever need to use it again. So it was, yeah. it was, it was disposed of immediately. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was like the next. I think it must have been about six or seven hours um, of walking around this bank, talking to loads of different people, filling out loads of different forms. Um, I had to get like a visa approval form from the bank and then go to this little office around the corner and get the visa approval form stamped and mm-hmm. and then checked by someone else and then I had to pay for it and then the payment had to be approved and then checked and yeah. it was just such a long process and the whole time I'm just thinking, I just want to leave. I just, I just want to get out of this place now, yeah. you know broke down in tears as well because I'm just like are they, are they trying to are they trying to keep me in this country so that they can have a, a nice healthy British prisoner to to sort of con the, the UK government yeah. for, for half a million quid or we've something we've got your Sam Spry <laughs> what money have you got for how us? much is he worth <laughs> 
yeah, finally got the the exit visa approved, and and it was in my passport, and I was I was ready to go. I was like, this is it. This is me. This is the final. This is the final <laughs> thing where I can finally just crack on and and get this shit over and done with. Yeah. This just continuous stream of just no luck whatsoever yeah. was finally coming to an end. Surely it doesn't get worse from this point. Surely. Nope, it only gets better. It only gets better, ah. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we finally get to the gate and the guy sees me. Oh, I forgot to mention. Mm. So once leaving the immigration um, thing, um, one of the immigration guys just flagged down this random car. The car stopped and I, he only said what I, I imagine he must have said is, can you take this guy here? Okay. And he said, yeah, sure. So I just jumped in this random guy's car um, and he just drove up the road a little bit and then pulled over and just stopped. Um, didn't say anything. He just sort of got out of the car and walked off. And I was thinking, okay, I need All to right. get to the border, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the guy only comes back with some fucking ice cream. Oh, like, legend. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're tucking into some ice cream on the... <laughs> We're tucking into some ice cream on the way to the border. That is mad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, good. And then we finally left. We finally left. So um, I finally got into Uzbekistan, um, turned on my mobile data, mm-hmm. had loads of texts from Aiden and Ollie like, where are you? You know, we've been waiting at this border. Right. Um, you know, yeah, we can't wait anymore. We've got to go. Um, so, yeah. So from Turkmenbashi, got in with the... Um, golden nugget guys nice. um and literally just spent the next few days with the golden nuggets mm-hmm. um where were they from which was suffolk somewhere and um yeah i was just with them for, for most of the time mm. so how long um, did it right take through to get from the boat to the divasa crater the gate of hell which you finally met us at i think that was a couple of days and then from ashgabat we then went straight to the divasa gas crater i think fab and then, and then that was the moment we all met. Yeah, what a moment yeah. that was That's as well. Awesome. It was so bizarre because we, the whole time we like we heard your story in the beginning from Ollie and Aiden. Yeah, and we were we were part of us. So like, is Sam even real? Yeah, yeah. And um, we had like, <laughs> what was his nickname? There was like a nickname for you and everything. I don't remember, dickhead, probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Unlucky then, fucker. <laughs> yeah. So to hear your story, we, we just thought you're never going to make it. And it was like that every like couple of days, they're like, oh, Sam's here and Sam's here. And you were like moving yeah, across the yeah, map. Yeah. Sam's got a flight. Sam's <laughs> got a boat. And we were like, he's never going to show up. Yeah. And then we were on the crater and then you were just there. And we were like, oh, it's Sam. Yeah. And we were so excited. I was like, how do you feel, mate? And you're like, fucking shit, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was Australian. That was very Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. Yeah, I mean that—that that was why I was feeling so fucking shit because I've just been going through just so much, so many yeah. things, just just constantly against me, and I was just just battling through mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I, I just had to keep going. Like I'd, I'd come too far to just think fuck it. Yeah, I, I just had to keep going. Definitely good on you. Um, yeah, no, imagine like the the amount of work you put into like prepping for this rally yeah and then on the second day you're like it's over it's yeah over yeah me. it couldn't be yeah you, you you yeah you were bound to have that like perseverance like to, to do it because of all the stuff that's gone into it and yeah yeah and stuff what a, what a bloody story to tell so it, yeah so if anyone's <laughs> listening be like sam and never give up honestly mate yeah. round of applause absolutely <laughs> solid story great effort man Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and like it was wicked because we got to meet you as well and we had so many laughs on the rally. Yeah. It was just the best trip ever, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? Jess called me. She called me the puppy, didn't she? Because I was yeah. just always like smiley and happy, uh-huh. even though I've yeah, <laughs> just been going through so much yeah. shit. Yeah. I know, it was, a bit, it was a bit, probably a bit tough for you because we were probably have already had like inside jokes that you might not have got and we'd have talked yeah, about past yeah. like countries that you wouldn't have come through but oh, I'm, I'm so yeah that was that was one of the things that I just I, I sort of struggled with to, yeah. to start with because obviously you'd always already spent a week with each other in Iran and yeah. then I was just popping up I didn't know anyone didn't know anything mm. and uh yeah it was a little bit sort of um 
you know, unnerving to get back into the, yeah. the group because yeah. um, everyone has already made all their friendships and stuff. And then mm. <laughs> little me just pops out of nowhere, like, <laughs> all right. But it was great, mate, because you just slotted in so perfectly. Yeah. Like everyone had their, their own personalities and they brought something to the table. And it was just so good having you around, mate. You made me laugh every yeah. day on the valley. It was, it was just so good to do it with you. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, thanks for coming on, mate, and telling your story. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, so so bad, but so funny in hindsight. You know? <laughs> yeah, just whoever's doing the rally next time, if you get a box or a Gila or a Suzuki Wagon R, do not put anything valuable <laughs> in the little seat pockets on the side of the on the side of the door it's just just put it in the glove box or in a rucksack please <laughs> there you go I'm always have to go through everything I did it's inside not worth tip. it inside <laughs> tip for sure Sam's top tip brilliant don't lose his passport <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wicked alright thanks for coming on mate and yeah, we'll chat to you so. soon it's alright cheers guys see you mate bye bye, bye. what a guy what a story <laughs> He, I know he was nervous on that, and he tells it so much like better in real life because he'll he's very good storyteller, Sam. And he'll yeah. go, you know, and then this happened, and this happened, and and he keeps you in suspense. And, yeah, and yeah. Then you're like, oh, never. but there was bits like I think he told me bits, um, but I've never heard this, the story from start to finish. Yeah, but, yeah. Man, what a guy! Like not giving up on that. And, and to have to travel that far on your own. I, I know. I mean, I would have tried it, but I would have cried a lot more than Sam. Hmm. Like, like you can imagine, like going to you know going to france on your own and trying to deal with that language barrier but it's still very very civilized very normal mm. but then having to go you know to turkmenistan and getting like an 18 hour boat journey on your own that's scary you know it is yeah. scary and sam's younger than us as well we have to remember that yeah i think he's like 25 at the time yeah just a baby but smashing lad i'm so glad he joined the convoy and i hope he i hope he felt like part of the crew soon you yeah. Know? yeah 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 Kyrgyzstan, we'd made it. So we drove um, all the way to Osh. And the best part about getting into the new country is it's, it's like a brand new buzz, isn't it? Yeah. Like this is a new country, new borders, new scenery, even though it's kind of similar. The animals change a bit, doesn't it? It, don't is, they? it is different though, isn't it? You're like, what is this country going to be like? Because mm. like I said in the previous podcast, like... What you would do to a country, I would do much differently, much better. <laughs> I love how but... you say it like it's decorating a living room. No, but, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. What you do with your buildings and your your green and that. <laughs> You're right, babe. I'm fine. <laughs> um, I do have a Kazakhstani fact or two. Oh, we're not in Kazakhstan yet, so we'll save that for later. All right, okay. <laughs> so straight away there was yaks. Yes! Like barren lands forever, dusty barren lands with mountains in the back. Beautiful. Just a bunch of yaks kicking about. Amazing. I've never seen one before in my life, so I was buzzing. Yeah. Like more than I should have been. <laughs> no, it I was amazing. In the car, but there's no barriers for them to not come and charge you. Yeah. Is that what they do, is it? They ram you. Ram you. Boom. Calm down. So uh, be careful when you're going through Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're buzzing to be in the new country. Um, there was wild horses as well on the way. It was just a, a wicked drive. And the roads Gorgeous. were still kind of tarmacked-ish, so mm. they, it wasn't that bad. So we managed to drive all the way to Osh, and we found a really posh hostel. Because bearing in mind, we'd just been on the Pamir Highway. We hadn't showered for about four days. Sick. And we were stinking. Mm-hmm. So we found this really nice hostel, like super lovely owners. Yeah. We, they gave us our own wing. So all of us as a team, we had like three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. It was a kitchen area. Our own like entrance door and everything. Yeah. Which was just as well because we were super loud that day. I'm going to do a Sam a minute. Shout out to Hostel Jaluchu. <laughs> Is that what it was called? Yeah. yeah. It was so good. It was so nice to have a bit of normality after that. So yeah. we, we all got had a proper wash. We had a nice clean but space we, as we well. We were still meeting, uh, missing our blue poo boys though, weren't we? Yes. So Rob and Robin had decided... They were like, we really want to do the Pamir Highway. Robert talked about the Pamir Highway yes. all the way up into it. Was, up into it. He was the one that kind of like persuaded us to go as well. He was yeah. like, I can't miss it because of this and this and this. Yeah, yeah. So, but we'd made such a good bond as a team that they had decided to skip the P- Pamir Highway yeah. and try and drive all the way to Osh yeah. that, to that's catch how up with us. good of friends we were. It's like they didn't want to miss out, did they? Do you know what I mean? It's like he gave us a lung. 
He might as well. He gave us a line, did he? Yeah. Well, he missed the Pamia Highway for himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I... Just to come and meet us. Yeah. Just to, just to catch up with our convoy. He was gutted about it. But I remember Rob telling us, we'll get him to tell us later on. Mm. But he said, so so we're in this hostel. Yeah. We're having a few drinks, Jalucho. Yeah. We're having a good time, but it just doesn't feel right because, t- you know, we're losing. We, we haven't got a full team. Yeah. And then about midnight, there's a knock at the door. And Rob and Robin walk in. They walk in. It was so good. It was such a good buzz, wasn't it? Everyone yeah. was so happy to see her. Well, we were all just bed. like, <laughs> yeah, you like came out of the room like, oh, lads. I'm not sure what was happening. I was really tired and I could hear you all playing drinking games. And I was like, <laughs> we were going really off. I should go out there. But I think I was like famished. I was unfed. I was, un- yeah, it was just, I just needed some time on my own, I think. And we had a double room. So I was like, I'm just going to spend some time on my own. Yeah. Just being that guy, a little unsociable Like a little fanny. But what, yeah. But I, it sounded like someone was getting murdered out there. What what drinking game was like? Oh, so playing fingers, if you've never played it, you have to like put all like fingers on a glass and you have to count up to three and then you all, um, you have to guess how many off. fingers are going to be left. Yeah. And if you get it wrong, you have to, yeah, and when you're out, the person has to say, thank you very much for this game of fingers. I am out. And whilst they say it, you have to all try and make, make them laugh. Them laugh yeah. So Ollie would just be like, blah, 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 screaming, screaming and making all these faces. and everything. I was like, what are they doing It was so there? funny. But then they came and it was fab. Oh, it was so good. Team back together. So we're back strong. And then the next day we woke up and we were back with like a full convoy of people. All having breakfast together. It was lovely. Oh, so good. The only people we were missing were the Italians. Like we need to find out where they went. We meet up with them later on, but the oh, Italians weren't mm. there. All I can imagine is that their car took longer to to, to do. Or they, or they did do the Pamia Highway. Yeah, I think they did. Didn't give a shit about They were us. so nonchalant, the guys. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, the Pamia Highway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got back on the road and then not long into the drive, got pulled by the 5-0, didn't we? Oh, 5-0, oh! 5-0. <laughs> I can say that now because we've got a little, what's this called? A pop mic. Pop mic for the piece. Pop filter. The popo. Popo. Police. Oh, it might blow out. But... No effect, mate. <laughs> you were speeding, weren't you? You were speeding um, legally. Yeah, yeah, I was. We all were, as Rob said. Yeah, like, Rob was like, to be fair, we were all speeding. But he said it in his accent, and that, because he's like the posher kind, <laughs> it sounded so funny. Well, to be fair, you know, we were all speeding. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So, uh, yeah, Amy didn't speak any Rushki, so she couldn't figure out what he was saying. So he's drawing a diagram of what you'd done. And I knew exactly what, what I'd done. What did you do? Go on, tell him. I was him. just like, nah, mate, I don't know what you're on about. Like, <laughs> the language barrier. I was filming it as well. Sure she was really and I... playing it down. <laughs> I knew exactly what I'd done, and I knew exactly what he was drawing. I was like, nah, no, that wasn't me. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he just gave us a slap on the wrist, basically. I yeah. don't think he wanted money out of us. He was just like, you cannot overtake. And yeah. don't be speeding when you do it, especially, you know? <laughs> now, this started a run of getting pulled over by the police. Mm. Like Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan, we got so many police stops. So we forgot. We, we stopped filming them and we stopped mm. like we, remembering we them. We got really like cocky, though. Oh, we? it was unbelievable. It got to a point where... The, this one guy pulled us over and told us he was we were speeding. We were like, no, we weren't. That's that's mad. No, no. And he showed us his speed gun. He had a photo of me driving <laughs> on, on his speed gun. But we had this way of a t- as a team. We would all get out of the cars mm. and we would make them laugh. Yeah. And and it was it was so funny that they would just go, oh, go on, and they'd yeah, let us go. go. Yeah. So we're going like 85 miles an hour, like mm. 15 miles over the speed limit. But they're like such long, wind- not even winding roads, were they? They were just very long. Yeah, So yeah. You, you didn't want to do any less. But then I saw a donkey on the side of the road with a guy on, the, on his back, and I was like, maybe we should slow down. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hit a donkey. But it also got to a point as well where this one time they like tried to pull us over and we we would stop the car and pull in and they would like wave because they were so lazy. They and would... we were going so fast. We were like, you know, half a mile down the road yeah. and they'd be waving for to us come to come back. Up, and we were like, nah, bro, <laughs> See I can't you later, be bothered. And we would just drive on. <laughs> we'd literally that. drive off. And they were so lazy, they couldn't be bothered to chase her. No, so no. we were just later in the popo in yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> So yeah, this drive was mad. We ended up driving into the night. Um, we actually did 378 miles. We should have been giving you guys like a rough idea of how far we were going. Mm. So we got there, we got to a hostel at 2.30 in the morning. Why? 
because we just draw, we were trying to make up time. We That's were running it. out of time. We were running out of time. And I think, it, you know, it always just hits you on the last sort of leg of things, you know, oh, we need to pick up the pace. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, if we, you know, as if we weren't even driving so far for so long up until this point, we had to do more. Oh, man. It was mad. It was mad. We were putting in some big shifts yeah, and everyone like was... Like 11 hour days. Yeah. And on these bad roads as well, it wouldn't take you as far as you wanted to go. But the problem was we were all such a lazy convoy that we wouldn't get on the road till 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we'd end up driving into the night or yeah. into the early morning. Yeah. But this place was really cool. We found a hostel and outside the hostel it was like these traditional Kyrgyzstan yurts. Oh, yeah. So all the guys slept in there and they had all their outfits yeah. So in the morning we had a little photo shoot in the outfit in a Kyrgyzstani like what did it look like like the pope like he was a big long white jacket yeah it was like a robe with like white robe with like gold I don't want to know stitching. what it was made out of no that was alright wasn't I it I reckon it was the skin of something oh god without the fur on it Ningen. it was quite tough like cardboard oh was it mm. so yeah but I look I mean I look lush in it so <laughs> what can you say. So we flew through Kyrgyzstan, to be fair. We were only there for maybe a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, we ended up making it to the, the Kazakhstan border. And again, because your name was on the papers, mm-hmm. you had to drive through. So tell, tell them the story about Well, it's not a massive story, but we were always worried, weren't we? So we obviously, as you've heard, we stashed our drone behind the um, the CD player that came out of its socket. We just popped it behind. But I think we had it out in Kyrgyzstan. So by the time we got to the border, I was like, oh shit, it's out. But I don't think it's illegal to take it into Kazakhstan. So I just stuck it behind the back. Um, seat. Just on the back seat, yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to go through, which was quite daunting every time. Um, and every now and again, they would pick out like a random, they just have a random selection. They just look, at, look for the dodgy people dodgy and they people, were like, you. You with the weird bun that smells like bum come this way so i was like well that's that is a full description of me i'll, I'll go with him so i had to drive through to this like it's just like a big courtyard type thing and they, he was like i i don't remember him saying in english your car's gonna get scanned but um i saw the scanner and there was cars going through oh, and i was in the line for it shit. and i was like oh no we kind of got this far and have the drone taken off us but um, everybody kept pushing in. They don't even give a shit mm. about like politeness or anything there. And I was just like screaming at people. Like, really? What are you doing? Like, I am in the queue. But obviously they have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and then it was taking so long that the guy was like, oh, just go. And I was like, really? And he was mm. like, yeah, just leave. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So I just pulled out. Dodged the bullet. Yeah. So I do think they would have taken that drone off us if I'd gone into the full car scanner. Yeah. But yeah. And your pistol. Got out of it. And the pistol that I took round the way, yeah. My AK-44. <laughs> took round the way. <laughs> AK-44? <laughs> yeah, smaller than an AK-47. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was the same, actually, because we had to go on foot, and it was like cattle, and everyone was so angry mm. going through. Oh, really? we, we were, like, jammed in, and, like, people would literally, like, shoulder barging you out the way yeah. and pushing past, and me and the boys were all in the middle, yeah, bouncing yeah. around like sardines, and we were like, what the fuck's going it on? Like, everyone needs to calm point, down. Yeah, so uh, that was interesting. Yeah, it must have been like a bank holiday or something. Everyone wanted to go across the border. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Kazakhstan's got like really good, like buttons kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like a holiday camp. So yeah, we were now in Kazakhstan. And like we said on the vlogs, like the only reference we, we had to Kazakhstan was Borat, which is obviously a massive misrepresentation of the country. Well, I'm glad you've said that because they didn't actually like it when Borat... Oh, they ate it. Of course they did. Yeah, I've got you that Kazakhstan is the birthplace of Sa- um, Sasha Baron Cohen's fictional char- uh, character, Borat, obviously, mm. um, which Kazakhstan officials were unsurprisingly displeased with. Yeah. Especially when Borat's joke, um, National Anthem, was accidentally played instead of the real one oh. at the Kazakhstan national shooting team when they won gold in Q8. Oh, my God, really? Uh-huh. That's terrible. I know. So, yeah, people really didn't like that film. Crikey. Right, so a little prelude of Kazakhstan now. Okay. Because it's relevant at this point in the podcast. Okay, yeah, give me that. So it's bordered by Russia and China. It is home to more than 18 million people. It is the largest country in Central Asia, being four times the size of the state of Texas, and is the largest landlocked country in the world. We drove the four, four wits of Texas. <laughs> That's cool. Good to know. Uh, they're big oil people, apparently. Big oil people. Amy's written that down That's, there. Um, yeah my exact word big oil people big oil people <laughs> uh, the word kazakh means independent or wanderer 
The official translation says free independent nomad. That's quite cool, isn't it? Kazakh Amy. I'm an independent woman. <laughs> the terrain here is a contrast of flat lowlands to incredible mountains and arid desert. Yeah, mm. it was lovely. Kazakhstani Tengi is the national currency. Russian is the most widely understood language in the country. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody spoke Russian, like from like early on in the Pam years up until Russia. Yeah, Soviet Union, isn't it? It just took over the place. Yeah. So about half the population is under 30 and one fourth is under the age of 15. That's mad, isn't it? It's mad. Proper young country. Yeah. Its major exports include agricultural products, raw materials, chemical products and manufactured goods. Thank you very much. That was so <laughs> handy to know that last bit. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that the Kazakhstan national drink, do you know what it is? Um, chocolate milk. It's fermented horse milk. You just uh, take that swig of beer a bit lighter. Perfect timing for nice, that. I nice. struggled to swallow that then. Yeah. Tasty Who's stuff. drinking a drink that's fermented? From what does horse. that mean? From a horse. That's minging. From any animal. Minging. All right. You're not a baby cow, are you? Let's not get into that. Maybe. Um, but horse riding is a large part of Kazakh culture, um, <laughs> including uh, it's a traditional sport called Kazku, which actually translates into girl chasing. Uh-huh. And it is essentially a race between a man and a woman, both on horseback, that either ends up with a man kissing the woman, a victory for the man, or the woman beating the man with a whip, a victory for the woman. Bloody hell. Sounds Strange, a bit mental. Weird date, isn't it? How weird you guys are, and you're just like, oh, I want to kiss him. We're just like, I want to batter him. So who's weird in that situation? <laughs> Get away from me. I want some affection. Get away from and me. you want to whip someone. <laughs> Sadist. I will... Uh, assert my authority of my woman species moving, moving on, on. <laughs> <laughs> so we were back on the road and we we'd managed to make it all the way to almaty mm. in kazakhstan we drove about 150 miles uh the boys broke down on the motorway the problem they had was their fuel gauge was broken yeah so they never knew how much petrol they had and <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a biggie they just ran out of petrol right. um, but they were literally broke down in the middle of a four-lane highway we had to push it off yeah because there are actually <laughs> highways in kazakhstan yeah it's quite built up in, in the now, yeah, in the main so. cities the plan was to drive up into the mountains because we knew that there was a lake and it was supposed to be like a really nice place to camp mm -hmm. uh, at this point um aiden was at a bit of a dicky tummy yeah, the shit. Yeah, the shit. So the boys decided that they were going to try and find a hotel in Almaty. So us and the Blue Poo decided we're going to go and find this camp spot. Against Veranda's wishes, because it was up very high. Yeah, it was a mad little section. It was like, um, it, it was almost like how you'd imagine Canada to be, like yeah. really you know, big pine trees and really mountainous, super windy roads. Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was lush, like big blue rivers again. Mm -hmm. Bright blue, it was amazing. And it looked like um, there was loads of like camping places, like log huts and cabins, mm -hmm. you know, like summer camps. Yeah, that was quite a Scandinavian yeah. that kind of part. Well, I think it was, um, it's a ski resort in the winter. Yeah. They get a lot of ski on the mountains. That's true. Get a lot of ski. Get they a get, lot of ski. They get a lot of snow on the mountains. <laughs> so we drove up, we found this lake, and by this point, again, classic us. Us. It was pitch black. Mm -hmm. Got to the lake, couldn't even see it. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and also, the, the lake was miles away, so you couldn't camp next to it. Yeah. So we're like, we'll keep driving to the top. Because we've heard there's another lake. There's another lake. And we bumped into some sh soldiers, and they didn't have AK-44s, they had AK-47s. Oh, but the big dogs. Big dogs. Big dogs. So I they... can afford one of them. So <laughs> Got a cheap one. Yeah. So like yeah, they took like, checked our passports and stuff, and uh, we drove up, and it was basically just barren land, there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. So we ended up coming back down the mountain, and we found a, a little... A story, really, wasn't it? A <laughs> little bit. What did we find, Craig? Where did we stay? What was the beautiful name of the lodgy place? The Alpine Rose, mate. The Alpine Rose. If you're in, ever in Kazakhstan, lovely place to stay. We should move to, uh, to Kazakhstan and make a perfume called the Alpine Rose. <laughs> We'd be millionaires. Why? It, it sounds like it smells lovely. They'd be like, oh, that's that shitty ski resort up the road. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, 
it was really cold at this point as well. He had hoodies on again and the room we had had like a little heater in, so it was, it was quite cute. nice. Yeah, it was all like wooden wooden lodges, wasn't it? It was lovely. It was really nice. We went up and they had blankets in the put in like they had a little bar. <laughs> so we went up and had a beer and had blankets on us. Proper it was, little skiing oh, it was lovely. Place. Yeah, lush. Woke up in the morning and by this point our dashboard looked like a Christmas tree. Why? All of the lights were on pretty much. Oh, Engine right. management lights. Oh, yeah. Like every light you could imagine was, was like just a triangle on. with like an exclamation mark in the middle. I like that one. <laughs> that was a good one. It yeah. was a good one. So, uh, yeah, because we were trying to get up these hills, Fran, they were just having a nightmare. I mean, I don't think it was the hills. It was probably the, you know, probably nine countries we'd already been through. Yeah. Probably. To be honest. And all this shit fuel. And she's a Fiat Panda, bless her. So we actually popped back to the lake that we couldn't see in the night. And that was one of the most beautiful spots we saw on the rally. Yeah, it was great. Because like we'd seen lakes um, on the rally, but this one was like surrounded by humongous mountains. Mm -hmm. And it was so peaceful. You could just hear this waterfall in the background. So we all like had a little woosah in the morning, went up there, took some pictures. And Jess, (laughs) there was actually like a ramp that went into the lake. (laughs) And Jess... Uh, was sat with her phone. She put her phone by the side of her and it slid all the way down, like in slow motion, just went into, into the, lake, the lake, gone oh, forever. Gone. And all of her photos oh, and no. everything. It was ev- oh. She was gutted. I was gutted. Lucky you had us with, us, with you, Jess, to Why? take all those photos. Otherwise, you'd have no memories. Oh, that's such a shame. We were gutted. She was, oh, she was in such a bad mood as well for that. I felt so bad. Bloody idiot. <laughs> But it was great. It was a great place though, wasn't it? And I couldn't quite believe if you'd have plonked me there, if I'd have closed my eyes and you picked me up and plonked me in Kazakhstan, I wouldn't have known where I was mm. and I wouldn't have guessed Kazakhstan. No. It was beautiful. Stunning. And the day was glorious as well, wasn't it? It was. It was a beautiful day. So we headed back to El Mati and met up with the boys. Aiden got a good night's sleep and a proper wash and stuff. Proper poo, yeah. Little bob. <laughs> <laughs> and then we carried on. We ended up at a random hotel somewhere. I couldn't even tell you where it was, but the funniest part was the duvet in the room. So uh, it- <laughs> yeah, it was a massive place. Like you walk in, it looks like a mansion. Like yeah. the ceilings were so high, and it was like red carpets. It looked quite suave, didn't it? It looked like it would have been really posh about a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But the duvet had all these random English like words on so it that had just been glued together. So one of them just said, love you. Love you, with a U. Not yeah. even Y-O-U, it was just a U. <laughs> and it wasn't even I love you, it was love you. Love you. And then the best one was the one that said, the lovely girl, best love. <laughs> it was like, the lovely girl, best love. <laughs> I love it, that's so cute. Oh, we should have nicked it, it was so good. Super retro, like the whole place with like the brown... The brown curtains and it looked like the the rug which they put on the sofa looked like it had cholera. <laughs> oh yeah, it was dangerous. But it was it, definitely it was... plague or something in that rug. Yeah. And then the road from Almaty to the border of Russia was an absolute stinker. Was it? I, don't it, I think this was the worst road we had. Right. It, it was terrible because you could you were, you were allowed to go fast on it. But it was littered with potholes. Right. So driving was literally like a cartoon. When you see them on the cartoon and their hands are going frantically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just so frustrating because you wanted it. We were trying to make up time. We were. Yeah, that's but it. But you, you couldn't go fast. Mm-hmm. So you ended up going like 30 miles an hour at a push mm-hmm. and just hitting potholes. And everyone would go, ooh. Yeah, and hoping for the best. Like, yeah. Because Foranda's back suspension was gone again. So every sure. time we would hit a pothole, the whole back would third, and if you were in the back, it caught six. Was just taking a paste you. in. It get you. We managed to find a garage in the middle of nowhere, so we needed to get the shock repaired again. That we went through about seven shocks on that car. I'm not sure, what was going wrong? We actually needed two tires as well because I managed to pop two. Congratulations! And it, this scene was like mad. So it was. It was thunder and lightning. Do you remember this? Thunder and lightning to the maximum. But it wasn't raining. It was so loud. It was like booming. Yeah. yeah. Like boom, boom. It was a guy like dressed in army gear in this garage. Looking us up and down thinking, what the fuck have you got there? What is that? Like, this <laughs> is my Fiat Panda, mate. Yeah, totally. oh you're on about my ak-44 this is my ak-44 that's a, a, get your eyes off it that's mine <laughs> get your eyes off it <laughs> and then there was a toilet that just smelled like the devil's toilet yeah as per usual and then nobody else saw this uh because i bumped into this fella on my own right uh, but i walked into this room trying to find the the mechanic and there was a guy with a blowtorch on the floor and i thought he was like blowtorching some metal he was like doing some welding mm. 
and I and I looked at what he was doing, and I looked like my face must have said it all. And he like screamed at me in like Russian. He was like, ah, really? and I was like, what? The f-? Like took a step back, and he was blowtorching a sheep's head. It was like cut off. Ew. It was a sheep's head. He was blowtorching it, and then he and as I walked off, I Don't saw him with the fork, and he Stop he took it. a piece off and ate Whoa. it. It was terrifying oh my goodness i have nightmares about that every now, now and again it. it was i couldn't believe it, it was stank as well What's he shouting though he obviously didn't want to share it he didn't want to share it no you're not having my sheep's head. i don't want to nibble of that mate you're right yeah that's gross it was disgusting we found another strange hotel Which one was <laughs> well it wasn't that strange it was a bit strange it was the one where the guy had obviously gone to other hotels and stolen their robes and put them in his own oh, hotel yeah. so the, the hotel was called like i don't know the paradise and on the on, on the robes, it was like the Royal Arcade. Like, yeah. These don't belong here. Yeah, they were all like mismatched, different colours and like different like fonts and stuff. And like, if you've got a trendy nan and she's got those like open toes like slippers, there was a pair of them each, which we like <laughs> catwalked around the, the room. It was great. And I think it was at this point, and maybe the hotel before, we were actually reunited with the Italians. Yes. So we were a full convoy as well. I said full convoy last time, but we were missing the boys. Yeah. And then, so at this hotel, you went to bed early and we ended up playing drinking games again. In the bar, it was like 50p for a big bottle of beer. And they they sold like every Russian vodka you can imagine. He was loving it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He mustn't have got... I mean, I don't know how many people would have actually gone and stopped at his place, you know. Hmm. Because, I mean, what's the chances all the Mongol Valley people do exactly the same route with the same hotels? Yeah. But he was loving the company. Yeah, he, he did love yeah. it. Yeah. I was actually editing that night because we were trying to get vlogs out on the road, which was another difficult part of it, you know? It was a, it was a mission, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we had such a good night with everybody again. It was mm-hmm. just like everybody was laughing. It was just... No, the best part about the rally is when you're on it and you're having those nights where you're all having a drink, there's, there's, you're you're already on a mission. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything that in, like, your your normal life at home becomes like a like an afterthought. You don't even think about it. You're just there. You're in the moment. Everybody's just having a wicked time. Mm-hmm. We're all comfortable enough with each other that we're talking about poos yeah pretty much it's just like a big family isn't it it's yeah so good it, it's just like having all your best mates and we were just so lucky to have met those people and that they all were who they were mm. and that we didn't have any nobeds yeah in our group it was brilliant i know and the days were so long driving i think it was sending everyone a bit loopy so like that mixed with not much food like yeah. i remember we literally had a bowl of like watery noodles for dinner that night. Yeah. and then we started drinking and it was just oh, chaos yeah, it was class. So yeah, that was us like driving through Kazakhstan. The next morning we were heading to the border of Russia. And this is how bad the car was. There was a, a sign in the middle of the screen. And in the morning it came up and it said engine failure. Oh. And Will was like, oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that. We'll just, we that. won't bother with that. Literally, and we, we rode her until she stopped. Like We rode till the wheels basically fell off. <laughs> Bless her. She's, she's shouting out all these problems and we're just like, nah, keep going. She's like, help me. <laughs> we're like, we'll sort that later. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Next next country. Nicole, come on, come on. Come on, girl. You got it. <laughs> well, the, the main problem as well is because I popped two tyres, the only one we had left was a four by four tyre that Ian had given us, mm-hmm. which was massive. Yeah. So we had three tyres that were one size and the back left one was massive. Yeah. It was like a gangster lean, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, we were a bit wonky, but it worked. It's kinging it for you, isn't it? And I remember one of one of the funniest moments, and it was probably a you had to be there moment. But Amy is like a massive Starbucks fan. Hashtag right. no spawn. No spawn. And we were driving through a city in Kazakhstan, and we was like Starbucks. And Amy was like Starbucks. Literally <laughs> screamed it with pure excitement, like she's seen Father Christmas or something. I wanted one. You know, just <laughs> fancy coffee and like. Me, I think we were on decaf back then. Me and Craig drink decaf coffee. I know, don't judge us. We we get anxiety <laughs> from the normal coffee. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted a Starbucks. I just felt it like from from the get go. That and then to see one, I was like, oh, let's go. No, but it was a scream of enjoyment that came from the soul. That did. We. It was so funny that we all burst out laughing uh-huh. at how excited you were. But, but yeah. did you let me go though? <laughs> it was. No, it was like not. across the highway, like yeah. into the city. It was like a one-way street, and we weren't going that way. Go your little Fuming. black coffee somewhere. So that is it for this week's podcast. 
We have made our way through Kyrgyzstan and Kazakhstan. And we've heard the most terrible start to the rally of all time. Yeah. Thanks to Sam. I never thought I would actually go to Kazakhstan. No, me either. But most of the places that we've gone, because we only drove through, we didn't have a long time. I would love to go back to. 100%, yeah. yeah so I'd like to go back happen. there, for sure. So what's on next week's um, podcast? Next week, we will be talking about Russia... Russia. And Mongolia. We kind of dipped into Russia before we did Mongolia. Dipped in, didn't popped we? in. Popped our little foot in, dipped our toe in. That'll be a good one. So thanks so much for tuning in, lads. Um, if you haven't already, the competition is still on. Yeah. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts and you can comment. It has to be five stars, otherwise you are not entered. <laughs> or I'm coming for you. I've and said it- this. <laughs> I will have you and your family aren't safe. So (laughs) she will bring her AK-44 and you will be in trouble, my friends. So, yeah, if you if you leave a comment and you could win some banging King in it merch. Yeah. um, And it'll help us grow the podcast and get up in the charts. Yeah. The multi-millionaires, really. That's the aim, isn't it? That'd be fantastic. And you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you press subscribe and tell your nan and all of her friends. Uh that we exist that'd be great see you next week lads one two three bye Bye.